All right, I want to talk about movies and how I like to watch them and then also showing how when you begin to watch popular culture from certain perspectives, how it, be, how it begins to spill over into your regular life. So I want to begin with uh, Matt Damon. I was first introduced to the idea, I mean, I don't know, like 10 years ago, was it? Um, uh, when I first started following Chris Knowles, and he would talk about actors being um, archetypes, and that archetype will show itself throughout all of the, uh, um, all of the different um, films in which they do. And the, the, the most obvious, uh, are, example that I recall from, from Chris's work had to do with Brad Pitt and how Brad Pitt is this archetype of death. And then when you begin to go and look at his, his full um, uh, catalog of films, you know, you, you begin to see how that shows itself over and over and over again. So then um, I, th that really resonated with me. And then I remember seeing um, a video and I don't recall who did it, but they showed the link between the movie the Back of Back to the Future and the movie, um, I think it was called The Wire. And it showed how um, it showed how the story, which was told uh, originally told in the 80s with Back to the Future, which had a lot of um, interesting predictors of 9-11, uh, and then how that linked up to the movie The Wire, which was, I think it was called The Wire, in which uh, um, it was like a fictional um, history of, of the guy who, who walked the high wire between the two towers. And um, I, did, I have not seen the movie, but I'm familiar with the concept. And I saw this video and it linked the two and I was like, wow, that's awesome. And then that inspired me to kind of combine those two different ideas and then look at how different actors have a continuous storyline throughout the different films which they're in. Uh, but it's happening on a deeper level. Like it's not obvious, but as soon as you can see it, it, it does become obvious. So the first time I really got into that was with um, a connection between Keanu Reeves' character in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and then uh, Neo in The Matrix. And I did a post about that on Instagram a while ago. Maybe I'll make a video about it, but it, that, was, that one was, was, was wild. But I want to talk today about Matt Damon and uh, a couple different films. So going along this line of thought of, of like actors or having um, certain themes or archetypes throughout their career, I want to point out um, some when we see Matt Damon, like, you know, he's known for his Born Identity, uh, the, the trilogy, and, and that deals with, you know, CIA and 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 spycraft and, and, and MK Ultra type of programming and all this sort of stuff. And then another film he made uh, was called The Talented Mr. Ripley. And that was very much like, it was very, uh, um, it, was the, it was based upon a book, but it, it tells the story of this psychopath who um, 
who is uh, infiltrating uh, the upper echelons of um, of like uh, uh, the social economic class, like the moneyed class. And so it tells this story of this outsider who like comes in and takes a new identity uh, um, within this the 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 wealthy class and it's it's very creepy but uh i particularly like that film because it has amazing um cinematography was filmed on location in europe and so i always think that's cool and there's a similarity between this and and the born identities i mean the born identities were filmed in a very similar style you don't see that many films that are done in locate or filmed on location and born identity was filmed uh in Europe, very similar to Talented Mr. Ripley. And it also has to do with identities and psychopathy and like all sorts of weird, like you can see the overlaps. Then I also want to point out a film which he made, uh, uh, Dogma, in which, um, in which he played a fallen angel. And so when, if you can begin to like weave all of these different themes together, you can, you can begin to go in and, and, and see like a really, uh, uh, a different stories being told. So it's, it's Matt Damon who we're going to begin with. And I've always had, um, personally, I've always had like a, a resonance with, with Matt Damon. And we all, are, we all do this if we watch movies. I mean, this is, this is why the archetypical quality of stars is so powerful because how our psychology works is we identify with certain, with certain actors and certain roles which which archetypically we we feel similar to and that can be every in many many different ways but i certainly felt that way with with matt damon um and matt damon first was really introduced to the public um in the movie goodwill hunting and it was really that movie which uh it came out in 1997 so i would have been 26 at the time and it was um it it it, it definitely was a movie which which affected me, and the very fact that um, its release date was, is my birthday, like it's all these sort of things. I don't know if I knew that at the time, but but there was this resonance. And and if you haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, I'd recommend to go see it because this is also where Matt Damon was introduced to the collective consciousness. So I'm not certain exactly like the the nuts and bolts of like how much planning is done when when stars or celebrities are rolled out to the public but you know the stuff is nothing happens by chance so so <clears throat> Matt Damon and Ben Affleck they were they were they were given the the uh, um, the the doors were open wide for them for uh, being very successful in the Hollywood industry and it's because this movie Goodwill Hunting which was directed by Gus Van Sant who really took the script which is accredited to Damon and and uh, Affleck um, and he made it into a, a, a really good piece of of, of storytelling but. And, and Matt Damon and, and, uh, and Ben Affleck were, they got, I believe, the best, they got the Academy Award for Best Screenplay. And by giving, whenever you get a, a, an Academy Award, like the doors are, are more or less open up for you. What's interesting is I'm telling this like right around the Harvey Weinstein time. And Weinstein was the guy who made this movie happen. Um, 
it was uh, Weinstein's first uh, really big studio. It was um, it was Miramax, and when Miramax first came out, like the films were all like really really good. And Weinstein is the as the uh, principal of that company. He literally had the um, he had the ability to green light people and literally turn their lives from just being a regular uh, person to like now you are now a star. And maybe there's maybe there's more to it, like cloning and all that other stuff. I don't know, but like that on the most basic level happens, and he has that 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 capability. And this was done for um, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And if you go and and you look back at at the history, you can see like they were always tied at the hip. And so Harvey Harvey Weinstein uh, made this happen, and this is how he was introduced to the public. And so we can go and see earlier what some of the then um, films which he did. And we know that this is the seed where he began. The themes in those like the the Born Identity and the Talented Mr. Ripley and Dogma and and, uh, other films. But those are the ones which I want to focus upon. We can see the themes which they share there and we can see where they began in Goodwill Hunting. And what we see in Goodwill Hunting is um, you see this uh, spectacular mind. You know, this was around the same time as the movie The Beautiful Mind came out. So there was a lot of like consistent messages and programming of a certain type of, of ability to see the world. And this Matt Damon character was, um, he was from like this. Uh, horrific background of torture and 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 he was an orphan and like all like just everything which you could imagine if that was a real person like you know all of what that would do to them but and he carried all of the emotional scars that would come from someone who would have this type of of experience now keep in mind this is this is very very similar to the born identity in the fact that what sort of programming the individual had to go through in order to reach the excellence in being an assassin in the born identity we're seeing the same thing with this goodwill hunting character because he goes uh, and despite all of this sort of like horrific stuff um he also had the most beautiful mind in the world and we saw that mathematically and he could see things like no one else could see. And the movie then kind of follows him through uh, uh, going from like this really kind of um, uh, uh, dead end future with this Rolls Royce ability and how his life kind of was twisted around and he got new direction as he also began to address and heal his deep emotional scars. So um, all of this is set up. How long have I even been talking to? So 11 minutes is set up because this is where we're going to go to. We're going to go to the movie The Martian. And so, as I indicated, I always had a thing for like Matt Damon films. You know, like that character resonates with me, and all of the and and that actor resonates with me, and the movies which he's done it resonates. I'm interested in it. And um, about I don't know, like a year ago, uh, my partner Jenny, she was saying, "You have you you should see the movie The Martian," and I have an aversion to like. Uh, um, space movies. Um, and it's primarily, uh, there's a claustrophobic quality, which, 
which shows up in the cinematography. Uh, when you see a film which takes place mostly like within a spaceship or something like that, like that's, that's unsettling to me. I don't like that. Um, as just like consuming uh, <laughs> esoteric entertainment, if you will. Um, and as I said before, like, you know, what I really liked were the, was the cinematography, which you would see in, um, in the films that were done on location in Europe, like, you know, that's wide open and it's, it's, it's visually very, very expansive versus like these, 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 um, space films, uh, which can often take the majority of the film happens on a spaceship. I just don't like that. So I had an aversion to, to the Martian. I remember when it came out, um, and I was intrigued because I'm always aware, like there's certain, there's certain actors and actresses that, that are on my radar that I just know what they, uh, what films they're in. Um, so when the Martian came out, I was like, you know, there's part of me, which was interested, uh, in it because I like to follow the different films which Matt Damon does and I know it was really well received but I could never go and see it because of the whole sort of space thing um, and then I saw it and <clears throat> one it wasn't nearly as claustrophobic as I thought I thought it was like you know in terms of like storytelling it was like I got it. it was a good film like I was intrigued by it it kept my attention but why I what I really like to do when I watch films is I like to make these connections and so I always go back to certain touch points in terms of like what you're going to go and compare uh, um, like one of these etheric lines within a, an actor's um, uh, filmography. But, and, you'd, and one of them obviously would be Goodwill Hunting. I said how much, um, how much I enjoyed the film both like from entertainment but then also like for, for a lot of different reasons. And when I'm watching The Martian it became so evident, more than any other sort of link I've ever seen. I'm like, oh, this is who Goodwill Hunting became. And what what we're beginning to see are different, you know, maybe we could call them timelines, maybe we could call them trajectories. But we're seeing the same Goodwill Hunting character, and we're seeing that sort of capability show, showing itself in different sort of um, settings. And if you'll notice, they all have to do with, with the government and the military or, or military-industrial complex. And that was a major part also within Goodwill Hunting, as there's a very famous uh, scene where he goes and is interviewed by the NSA. And he basically breaks down why he has an ethical problem with, um, with like how the NSA works. So then we go to The Martian. And so in The Martian, we see the Goodwill Hunting character. And what we know about Goodwill Hunting is he's got the most amazing mind. And this Martian character who is left uh, by himself and forgotten on Mars is able to show this type of like unbelievable ingenuity and creativity and, and precision to like solve all these like amazing problems. So we see that similarity. And then you begin to realize like the character of the Martian are, is a demonstration of a lot of the characteristics of, uh, of Goodwill Hunting specifically like the sense of humor, like Goodwill Hunting had this very like, it's like almost an aggressive sense of humor, like making fun of like the people he cares about most. 
And this character has the same site, same type of, 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 of humor. That was a big part of both of those characters. And then we see that both characters have no family. So that was another similarity. And then we also see that um, the characters were immensely loyal to their friends. And so you can begin to see this is how they link up. And we see, uh, and it would make sense also, like, you know, a Goodwill hunting character who did not want to go and apply his, um, his beautiful mind to, uh, um, to the system, um, particularly like the, the, the military industrial complex system, he goes and, and, and applies it to NASA and he applies it through the field of botany, something which, you know, cannot be used per, you know, to hurt people. Now, if you know kind of how the real world works and how Hollywood works, you also know like there's all sorts of embedded like, you know, uh, pro-government propaganda. And so this is it too. Like, you know, it's reflecting back upon itself. It's implying like, you know, NSA is bad, but N uh, NASA is good because he works for NASA. And if you know the connections, you'll know like, you know, it's the same, <laughs> it's the same thing. But, you know, that aside, we're going to go and, and say this is the, the subconscious narrative which is being put, put out there. And they're telling this, like, this is the Goodwill Hunting story where he reaches his full potential and, uh, as, as a human being. And, you know, the, the born identity was a different Goodwill Hunting sort of um, character where he became the world's greatest assassin. Um, they're, they're both, like, the best in their fields. And so... <clears throat> I saw that, and there, uh, I could go on probably. I, I was thinking about doing a full, a full presentation just on those similarities. But all of this has been in the back of my mind, and this is all like the buildup. So I've been following this kind of um, this, the, as I said, this Matt Damon story, and um, and I really got this like this really really strong connection when I saw it with with the Martian and I felt really good about it. Like, you know, I was like pat myself on the back it was something I had a strong internal feeling about. And so what I'm trying to show to you is I'm beginning to link myself to this story. Um, and we all do that. This is how like part of the magic of like popular culture is we begin to connect our own stories into these these mythic tales which are being told and it's all happening on this deep deep subconscious level but when i'm pointing it out you'd be like okay yes this is how it works this is how it's communicated so i'm i'm hooked you know that's one of the things that happens when you go and you look at these these films this way you know there you do get hooked into the system and i don't know if that's necessarily good or bad if you have an awareness you can navigate it with more clarity and that's what i try to do because Ultimately, I am part of the system. I am using a computer. I was born during this time. So it's, that's my personal approach with this. But I definitely think that if you begin to apply this in your own life and seeing like, you know, who are the, who are the, 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 the actors or the films which speak to me and how can I follow these threads, you'll begin to see this in your own life. And that's what this is, what, I'm, what I want to demonstrate here is how this circles back. Okay. So I said that I had a, a difficulty with the Martian and, um, and I saw it and I was pleasantly surprised. So shortly after seeing that, uh, Jenny says to me, she's like, you know what, maybe we should see Interstellar. 
And I was like, definitely not. I do not want to see Interstellar. That is, I'm thinking in my mind, that's going to be so friggin' claustrophobic, and I don't want to watch it. But I knew that Christopher Nolan did it. And Christopher Nolan is another one of these, these characters uh, in, the, in the Hollywood story, because they all are characters, you know, we're, we're given these characters, but Christopher Nolan is a character. And um, his style of filmmaking is intriguing to me. I, I think he's a very, very good storyteller. There's always like kind of a dark element to it, which I find intriguing. And the dude knows his stuff. And so if, you, if you're able to recognize symbology and, and deeper messages, like th his films have a lot. So I know that Interstellar is connected to that, but I was, I was a little bit put off by Matthew McConaughey. There's, uh, uh, as an actor, um, I've got a, a following him. For me, there's, there's, there's a definitely, there's a strange dynamic I have with his body of work. There's certain roles which I really like, and I'm very familiar with his body of work. And like Matthew, Matthew, um, Matt Damon, um, he has a very, very well-established like seed introduction to the American public or the, the collective mind. And his was with the movie Dazed and Confused. Um, another film very, very uh, worth watching again, particularly from the perspective of this being a film uh, which is you know, a major piece of magic of, you know, whatever you want to say it, you, we can have some hindsight to it. But anyway, so Matthew McConaughey, uh, I've had a, a different type of awareness and, 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 and connection with his movies, which he's been in. And it's not always the most positive. I don't, I didn't, I don't resonate as strongly with his work as I did with with Matt Damon. So that was kind of like, uh, I don't, I didn't want to see it because he's the star of that film. But I eventually saw it. And just like the Matthew McConaughey film, um, it was it was not what I thought, or the Matthew Damon film, it was not what I thought. And it was it was it was a good film. Like it was it was an interesting storytelling film. But now this adds in like a whole nother layer into this plot. And you're and the point I'm trying to do is one, to like, you know, it's an interesting story. Uh, so I want to share that. Two is I want to show how uh, 